You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 36. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. You have picked a great episode to start because today we're going to be covering one of the most common questions I get from new clients, and that is, did I choose the right habit? And in this particular case, my answer was, there isn't a right one. So if you're confused, no worries, I'm going to explain. (laughs) But before I do, I want to take this opportunity to make a shameless plug for my free five-day self-sabotage detox. It starts today and you can sign up at moxie-club.com slash detox. So if you know what to do, but still aren't doing it and doing it consistently, chances are you're talking yourself either into it or out of it, right? So if this is happening to you and you would love to figure out why and stop doing this, It's some kind of self-sabotage. Maybe it's coming up as procrastination. Maybe you're talking to yourself about not having enough time or lacking motivation. Any of those kinds of thought processes, you're perfect for this five-day detox, all right? So again, to sign up, it's moxie-club.com slash detox. So we are literally starting today and I'll be hosting a live training at 12 noon Pacific time. And of course, if you sign up, you'll get access to the replays if you can't attend live. Again, it's only five days. It will change your life and it's free. (laughs) All righty. So back to the question, did I choose the right habit? To make sure we're all on the same page, especially for the newbies, I'm referring to the five key self-care habits I recommend for lasting weight loss, which are, number one, when it comes to water, I'm looking for half your body weight in ounces to stay hydrated. So if you weigh 160 pounds, half your body weight would be 80. 80 divided by 8 gets you 10. So we're looking for 10 8-ounce glasses there as an example. So number two, five servings of fruits and vegetables. And just to be clear, I am not saying to avoid protein and healthy fats. Most of us are getting plenty of that. But when you look at the stats for the United States, the nutrient deficiencies in our population, and I mean the vitamins and minerals that we're missing, indicate that a big chunk of this would be solved just by focusing on eating more fruits and vegetables. And then obviously, since our body loves variety, going for all the colors of the rainbow takes care of what each color contributes, all right? So number three, seven to nine hours of sleep. Number four, 
30 minutes of mindful movement, and we're looking for cardio strength and flexibility. And when I say mindful, I really want you to be aware of how you're feeling as you move. Okay. So focus on framing it in positive terms. And number five, 10 to 20 minutes of meditation every day. So with these habits now, I want you to add them using the following three simple steps. Number one, I only want you to add one habit at a time. I want you to do it slowly so that it's fully incorporated into your life mix. Okay. Number two, listen to your body. So by this, I mean, eat when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough. Okay. Number three, manage your mind. So we want to make sure that like when we talk about self-sabotage, we identify what those thoughts are and then make sure that we challenge the premise of those thoughts, right? Of the statements and then reframe them to better serve us. So when she asked the question, did I choose the right habit? I want you to consider the premise of her question. And actually just for a little more context, you've probably heard a lot of people talk about weight loss is 80% about what you eat and only 20% about exercise. And you may also be familiar with the statement, you can't out-train a bad diet. So my client here wanted to focus on 30 minutes of mindful movement a day to start with. So she used to be a member of the health club I owned in San Francisco that closed back in November. So it's not surprising that when she decided she wanted to get moving again with this whole pandemic going on, when she decided she wanted to get moving again, she joined my program worth the wait. So I'm thrilled to be working with her again, even if it is only via Zoom. All right, so in this context, she wondered if she had chosen the right habit. Again, she's thinking weight loss is 80% about eating, right? And she wanted to make sure that she was choosing the right habit. So she asked if she perhaps would be better off focusing on the five servings of fruits and vegetables. And if she's asking that question, then I'm sure others are thinking the same thing that are listening to this podcast. So here's why I told her there isn't a right one to start. Okay. To be a strong, fit, healthy person, you will eventually be doing all five of these self-care habits. So where you start really doesn't matter. And the reason it doesn't matter is because our goal is to create a small negative energy balance every day. And by small, I mean literally 200 to 300 calories a day. Negative energy balance is a calorie deficit, okay? So it winds up being about a half a pound a week that you would end up losing. Why do I recommend this? Because our bodies are extremely efficient. And both our brain and our body have energy conservation as a priority. 
So the body will slow our metabolism down if it senses there's a shortage of calories available. Remember, for thousands of years, food wasn't easy to come by. It was more feast or famine. So those who were better at conserving energy lived and passed those genes on. And those who didn't, well, they didn't get a chance to pass their genes on, right? But these days, food is obviously very easy to come by. And we don't have to expend a lot of energy hunting and chasing or foraging and gathering. It mostly consists of pushing our grocery cart down one aisle and then up another. So we expend far less energy getting food now. And then on top of that, with our sedentary lifestyles, we burn fewer calories than our ancestors probably did. So everything is backwards from a biology standpoint. 200 to 300 calories is easy to consume and takes effort to burn. But when we only talk about a 200 to 300 calorie deficit, we won't be triggering our brain and body to think that it's in a state of deprivation. So I'm going to remind you here of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, all right? It consists of five tiers. You've probably seen it as a pyramid with five levels. So if we start from the bottom, we have our physiological or survival needs. So that's like food, water, warmth, and rest. And then you go up a level and that's safety. You go up another one. So this is number three. Now we're talking about our social needs. So that's the need to be loved and to belong and feel included. Number four is ego. So this is about esteem and power and recognition. And then number five is self-actualization. So that's the need for growth and development and creativity. So the needs that are lower down on the hierarchy have a higher priority than the ones higher up. So our physiological and survival needs take precedence over our social needs, as an example. And when we look at the brain's priorities, they map pretty well to Maslow's hierarchy. So number one is survival. Number two is safety. Number three is energy conservation. So again, remember, food until very recently was scarce. It was more feast or famine. Number four is about feeling good and seeking pleasure. So when we look at our brain, the top three motivators are all about avoiding pain, okay? So when you make that decision that you're going to create some new habits, if we were to look at the part of your brain that is activated, we would be looking at the left prefrontal cortex, what's called the Einstein brain, okay? But when you want to change an existing habit, your brain will perceive what's happening as unfamiliar and unpredictable, certainly to compare to the existing habit, right? So as a result, that creates uncertainty and discomfort, which does what? It activates the part of your brain that's always on alert for threats to your safety and survival. Again, those are priorities number one and two. So this is our primitive brain. It's automatic, OK? 
okay? This is all about survival. So this is a good thing. This is the reason why our ancestors survived. They were able to sense when there was danger, all right? So change, again, takes us out of our comfort zone. And as a result, it's our right prefrontal cortex or our Frankenstein brain that gets activated and then it wants to apply the brakes. This is why change is so hard. And we also have that negativity bias to contend with. This is how our species survived, right? So when you look at our brain and our neural pathways, there are something like five times the number of pathways for negative than positive patterns. So I just wanted to make sure you understood that this is how our brain works and why that question comes up. And there's actually something else here worth paying attention to with this question. And that is when we frame it as the right one, we are looking for certainty. Again, remember, our brain perceives uncertainty as a threat. And it's also why we are so drawn to quick fixes, because there's a short time horizon for us to see an outcome that we desire. Right? There's more certainty there than something with a longer time horizon. However, and ironically, the right one also creates artificial scarcity. Hmm. So in marketing, artificial scarcity creates FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, which creates demand and urgency. So I learned about this concept when I read the book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And if you're in marketing, I highly recommend it. But when it comes to weight loss, in this particular situation, there isn't a right habit to start with of those five. Any one of those five will actually work. It's just about where you want to start. And you can definitely create a 200 to 300 calorie deficit by moving more versus say, focusing on fruits and vegetables, right? So before I wind things up for today, I do want to talk a little bit more about the idea that you can't out-train a bad diet. So a lot of people I've noticed when they start working out will wind up eating more. And we justify it by telling ourselves, I worked out today. So At the club, I still remember one of the clients we had. His name is Robbie. I think I've mentioned him before. He used to strength train three times a week for an hour with one of my trainers, Rich. And then he would literally be on the elliptical for another hour. Again, this was three times a week, okay? And then he would go home and late at night, he would wind down with a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So when I think of the idea, you can't out-train a bad diet. This would really be an extreme example 
to drive the point home. Again, just remember, it takes more effort these days for us to burn 300 calories than it does to find 300 calories to consume, right? We, we don't have to hunt or forage for our food. And if you're thinking about treating yourself because you worked out today, I want you to consider how you're thinking about food and your relationship with it. By this, I mean, are you using it to nourish your body? Or are you using it to try to deal with an emotion? Are you eating because you're hungry or thirsty? Or is it something else triggering your desire to take that bite or have that sip? In the end, the question behind the question from my client also had something to do with wanting to lose weight faster. So if what you eat and how much you eat accounts for 80% of weight loss and exercise is only 20%, then she was thinking perhaps focusing on food would be better. But again, remember, we are only aiming to create a 200 to 300 calorie deficit. And there's no rush because with our approach here, you're saving so much time because you're only going to have to do this once. We're not going to be on the weight loss roller coaster. We're not going to be yo-yoing, okay? So all those times you've gone up and down are in the past. And honestly, we can't change it. So I can't give you that time back, but we can create the future we want by choosing what we focus on and what we do today. And one more time, if you want to join us for the free five-day self-sabotage detox, (laughs) just go to moxie-club.com slash detox. Okay, to wrap things up today, I'm going to leave you with another wonderful quote by Dr. Maya Angelou. Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember... Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.